world. Welcome to the Church Mag Podcast, the official podcast of Church Mag. We are Church Tech. It's time to level up. I didn't really catch WWDC this year, which is actually one of the first years I haven't. But I, I have seen some of the stuff on Catch Up afterwards, and it looks like there's a whole load of quite interesting new stuff coming along. But I, I wondered what you thought of it, because did you follow along? I'm surprised you didn't follow along. My and Apple fanboy card in now. like Yeah, well, not, not give your card in, but we'll probably deduct some points and some, some sort of penalty that you might need to pay uh, for to stay in the club, you know? I should have said, uh, what's, uh, you have to recite the crazy one speech. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you how an Apple fanboy pays penitence. Yeah. There's just something about watching it in real time. I don't know how many people still do it. I did it. And there's two sides of this, uh, how I usually look at WWDC. Okay, so so the first one is there's obviously this attention that a lot of like church production people look at, like what was the production like and what happened and presentation and how did that go? I tend to just think about like underlying themes, like what's a common theme? Like what are they actually focusing on? And then the other side is also just looking at like what's happening in terms of iOS and the updates to the apps. Like maybe we could talk about what themes we thought were interesting and then like end with perhaps some of the little features that we thought were quite mm -hmm. cool. The idea of sharing and privacy. So, so there was these two things. So sharing in terms of like the people that are close to you. Uh, so for example, with the update in terms of the health aspect of it, for example, you'd be able to monitor your dad's health. I, I mean, I could have the ability to see the health of my family in one dashboard for me. That was quite interesting. Like, mm. so imagine getting a notification saying dad's resting heart rate has changed in the last 30 days and it hasn't mm. changed for the better or He's actually getting healthier. Uh, it's, it's really interesting. The like you're mentioning this, like sharing and privacy, mm, and like mm. let, let's let's use the health health as an example. Yeah. Health is such a sensitive topic that mm -hmm. uh, like there there are there are topics where I really don't mind having some of my data, like my music yeah. tastes. Like I'm, I'm kind of okay with a company knowing like, oh, I listen to, I don't know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to guess probably Peppa Pig. And when I say I listen to, yeah. I mean my daughter, uh -huh. but also me. And <laughs> so like, I'm, a, I'm kind of okay with a company knowing that because they'll probably recommend me other music I like or something. Yeah. And the location where I was listening to it, maybe less okay with, but then something like my health data, I don't want a company having my health data but there was the idea of shared experiences that came through watching a apple tv program together exactly watching an apple tv program together on facetime when you look at what those features could do potentially it sounds kind of funny like oh why on earth would you do that but when we think about the pandemic life that we're still in in terms of social distancing isolation and even though we divided by distance, we're not, we're not sitting in the same room, but maybe there's a shared experience and maybe I can actually get to see, uh, you know, like your reaction to something in real time. And it's not just text. I can also see what, you know, like how you are reacting to that. I do um, find, I do find it funny that like the, 
probably one of the biggest complaints people have when watching a TV program is like mm-hmm. other people going, oh, what just happened? Or something yeah, yeah. like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. Apple, we're allowing yeah. you to be annoyed at your friend interrupting you watching your favorite yeah. TV. Yeah. But, um, but at the same time, like when I first moved to Poland, I think I'm fairly sure it was Poland, um, my brother and I used to watch a uh, program together over, over YouTube. Like we'd watch the same YouTube, like uh, it was this board games program. We'd watch it together and we'd like, oh, that looks interesting. Oh, that's funny. Ha ha ha. Stuff like uh-huh. this. And it, and it yeah. was a shared experience. So I, I yeah. get the appeal. We kind of part fanboying, but at the same time, how that feature in itself could translate in terms of just church life. It's almost a no brainer now, especially pandemic life. If I can call it that, might not necessarily be a bad thing. For example, I know in terms of the alpha course, I know people who actually did the alpha course and the marriage courses online last year. And one of the things that they did was they used uh, Zoom, they used Google Meet, different platforms where they would share screen and basically play a video. And this group of people is watching together at the same time. Now, people who are not Apple users are mm. able to uh, join a FaceTime call. Some of the stuff that's that's pretty interesting there is the yeah, if we go take this out of the Apple context, look at the the broader thing, there are the questions about um, you know, what is gonna happen in the future? How long is it gonna be until we are in our new normal and what is the new normal? You know, this has been the kind of running conversation for the last year. And um, you know, I think the general consensus and the general view is like, we're not going back to how it was before. We're going to something new and um, hybrid is going to be more important. And uh, like, let's not even just ignore the pandemic thing. But even before COVID came along, there were members of congregation who were left out because they couldn't attend in person for various reasons, you know, they, they had injuries or or whatever. And yeah, in the past, people could go around more easily, perhaps, um, to, to see those those members. Pandemic made that even worse, probably. Mm, mm. Even back then, even when we had these things, uh, you know, there were lots of churches who weren't doing streaming, who weren't providing opportunities for like an alpha course for people who are locked in this feature from Apple and stuff that we're seeing churches do, of course, it's a response to uh, the pandemic and the situation we're currently in. But I really wonder how we'll see it beyond um, beyond the pandemic. And I don't think that this will just like disappear. I think it will be uh, um, an important part that stays around. The big question that we still have with churches for let's uh, let's take the experience of someone watching a live stream is how do we keep them involved in a live stream? And some stuff like, uh, you know, um, it's now you version for churches, isn't it? Uh, church online platform? Yeah, church online right? platform, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now it's, I just changed the name, you version for churches. And, um, you know, they have some features where you can put in prayer requests, where you can have responses, where people can have a conversation going on live. Um, and that's kind of mimicking this, um, this feature of FaceTime, uh, watching Apple TV screen together where you can all chat there. But we still have some areas where, like I know from my church, you can have people who are connecting with each other 
because they're offline, uh, they're online, you know, in the comments and stuff like that. And you can have people who are connecting and chatting online, but then try and bridge those two groups together. That's still really tricky. I think that's a, uh, you know, that's a challenge I'm really interested in. How can we effectively merge those groups who, you know, for good reasons can't come in person and for good reasons want to come in person? So. Oh, friends who've invited other friends, for example, hey, um, you know, you can now watch online because, you know, with that. But then now you have, here's an option. What if you actually watched a service streaming or whatever it was? It, it might not even be a stream, a service streaming live. It might actually just be like a, the basics of Christianity or whatever it is uh, with a friend. And you can actually discuss in real time remotely. I mean, so use cases, I think, are there. Um, was that necessary for Apple to do that? I think, I think it's easier if it's baked into the operating system for, especially like if it's your mobile device and you don't have to do 50 other things to try and figure out how to get it to work. You know, there is a use case there. I can't wait to actually try that. One of the other aspects that I found interesting about sharing is how it's this intimate sharing that we're not trying to share with we're not broadcasting with everyone yeah. it's these and there was debate around this online is this going to take out some social media networks kind of speaks about this concern for privacy so in two ways so the first is we generally are getting more and more worried about privacy and i don't think a lot of people know exactly what that means and how they can do it but this the way that apple is doing it means that i'm able to directly share like you're saying chris more intimately with people that are that are closer to me basically what that means is as content creators as churches or organizations we're going to have to get creative about the things that we create and share is it something that other people are going to want to share if it's about reaching our wider community uh, we cannot have the same kind of approach that we used to have which is you know blast facebook ads and promote a reel or whatever it is on Instagram, but what are we actually going to do in terms of sharing more intimately? Like how do we encourage people to share more intimately? So how do we equip them? If it's church related, maybe we want, we might want to provide assets um, and create something that they would actually want to share with people closer to them. Just to, mm. just to jump off something you were mentioning earlier where you yeah. said, um, about uh, you, you mentioned about watching a kind of basics of Christianity video with with someone, and I I was thinking about like, oh wow, you know, what about you and one other person watching that rather than organizing like a a group alpha or Christianity explored similar uh, other similar course or something like this? Some people would like the group course. Some people won't feel comfortable doing it on their own. But for other people, you know, there are going to be people who are interested more in in just having that personal conversation. They won't feel comfortable in a group of strangers, but with their friend who they know is Christian, they might feel comfortable. So then we need to give those resources to people to enable them to have that kind of sharing, have those conversations in those smaller groups as well. We're going into a period where, where people will are likely to disengage because they're looking for more authentic connections and more intimate connections with people they know and have relationship with. As a church, we will need to be able to create 
on, you know, like this massive broadcast stuff, but other things that also stimulate and encourage conversation and sharing outside of that. Apple is probably onto something with that. And uh, I mean, I, I, I said the, the whole debate, will this take out social networks? Well, that's because what do we do there anyway? We connect with each other and we share stuff. You know, then the social networks become for people who are using other platforms, I guess. It's like, you know, the green bubble friends that they talk about. <laughs> it's, you know, people have been forecasting the death of Facebook for years. And this is the thing is that it's the quality of the connections and the sharing. I engage with a, a message that's sent directly to me better than I do with a random Facebook post, for example. Somehow there's something that's just a little more personable, you know, with contact that's coming straight at me than something that I just latch onto because it was on a status update, you know? When we did the, the COVID survey last year, one of the things I did was personally reach out to a load of people who I knew involved in church tech in churches and, and stuff like this and just ask them to do it personally. I was like, hey, this is this is the idea and stuff. Each person individual message, not like copy and pasting. Obviously there were some details that are similar. I think I had loads of people say yes and that they'd do it. And if I just put that as a status update on Facebook, which I did as well, <laughs> you know, fewer people reacted to that, but I was reaching out to people personally, first of all. And it reminds me though of the kind of idea that we see with Jesus where he had, um, I heard someone describe it, the multitudes, the 12 and the three. You know, he gave, he was preaching to the masses. He told them certain things. Then he told the 12 slightly more intimate things. And then we have only the three who went up to uh, the top of the mountain and saw him transfigured. You know, so there was different levels of relationships that he would give to people. And I know that I definitely try and write a social media message from an account as like a personal message, trying to keep it natural, trying to be speaking to someone. But even still, like the medium does affect things. Yeah, and I, I think it's great to have this extra focus on more um, more personal communication, more personal sharing, and, and that churches should uh, jump on that. And That's probably going to be one of the big game changes I'm, I'm looking at. Yeah, it might not happen like straight away, but in the longer run, I think it's something to definitely keep an eye on. So what do you think? We'd love to know if uh, if privacy is a big issue in your churches, if this is something where you've seen members of the congregation perhaps asking you to take certain measures, or if it's not been a big issue and it's um, something that you're not too concerned with. We'd also love your insights about uh, sharing and this more intimate sharing stuff that's going on. And The question is, do you enjoy the Church Mag podcast? We hope you do. Send us an email, podcast at churchmag, and tell us what you love about the Church Mag podcast. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. We love them. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. Oh, man, how on earth do you start a podcast? Let's try it again without so. Yeah. Uh, oh, snap.
Do you have an Apple Watch? I've never. I don't think. No, I, 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 I don't. I'd love one, but I, um, you know, my birthday. I mean, it does. You don't have to wait for my birthday. <laughs> Not sure about the very end, but oh, awesomeness! Awesomeness! Yeah. <laughs> cool. Oh, cool. we should do a. Um, 